Well, we've done it once again. We find ourselves at the start of another football season. This one's different, guys. Georgia's a reigning national champion. And we'll start in defense of their title. Guys, I'm so excited. College football season is here. What's up? You are listening to episode 312. 312. That's amazing. Of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. And this is it. The countdown has ended. The celebrations uh, have ended. Probably not, but we could be in store for new celebrations if the season goes according to plan. This is the Georgia-Oregon preview show, the one we've been waiting for so long. So we're not going to take too much more time in this intro, and we're going to let Will kick it off. You know, there is... Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, I feel like Tony does the portentous big statement to start. I'm supposed to greet everyone. Um, so I was thinking about this. <clears throat> Remember one thing we one of the things we used to talk about was how it would, I would get kind of frustrated when Georgia would play that uh, bye week game at the right before the end of the year. Where I was like, why would we go watch them play Charleston Southern? I'm like, because there won't be any football for like a really long time, and there's this huge, huge stadium right in the middle of everything where people come from all across the state and all across the country to come to to come to. And uh, unless you count uh, graduation and a Jason Aldean concert, it's not open for anything else. You get to see this thing, and it only happens six days a year, um, sometimes seven, and how kind of special those things are. It's very interesting to me. I'm going to the game. You guys are not going to the game. We're not going. Um, one of the things that I'm very excited about uh, in going to the game is it will be the first time that everyone has done this since the thing happened. And I know there was a parade. The parade mm-hmm. was really fun mm-hmm. and, uh, and not as cold as Indianapolis was. <laughs> And I would argue considerably less COVID-y <laughs> in retrospect. That per- yeah, everybody came Everybody, home. again, this is why before I got, I got COVID in June and before I got COVID, this is why I thought I was immortal because I was in New York when Omicron hit. Then I went to central Illinois where the pandemic never started. Uh, and then I went to the national championship game where everyone in Athens got COVID yeah. and I never got it. So, but eventually it turned out it was, uh, it was my friend Will Haraway's band concert, the Georgia theater. So thanks Will. Um, anyway, the point is, which is amazing. I didn't get it there, but I got, the I saw you there. Yeah. I, I saw you there. And I guess it didn't necessarily was, that's my guess, best guess. It doesn't matter. We'll I just, blame Will. It's fine. I think we are past the point of where'd you get COVID? You just walked around earth and that's where you got it. Or you didn't, whatever. Anyway, point is, um, the to have people together and to have people like there are going to be people that I that Georgia fans are going to be all together to watch a football game for the first time since that night since all that happened and you know we talked with Seth last week and thanks again Seth for Seth Emerson for coming last week it was, I got a lot, a lot of nice compliments about that show and not for what I said but for what he said <laughs> um, and we talked a little bit about how the major storyline I've seen this seep into Seth's coverage the last couple of pieces he's written, which I which thank you're welcome, athletic readers. The idea of, yep, it's different. It's different. Now what? And I think this is the first time that we see 
the now what? This is the first time where I think the, the tailgate is going to be a lot more relaxed. I think the tailgate's going to have a lot less, like no one's gonna, asking the question, is this the year? How are we going to blow it this time? How are we going to fall short? Is it ever going to happen? None of those questions are asked at tailgates. And I would argue a shockingly large percentage of the conversations I've had at tailgates since I moved to Georgia have been about those questions. Yep. And so that to me is what's so interesting, not just with the team, and obviously the team is a part of it, but just the whole culture of Georgia football. Listen, we do a, we look at, we do matchup breakdowns and we do predictions and we, we look at the players and we do all of those things. But I think in large part, this podcast is about, podcast is about the culture of Georgia football, what it means. It's by three fans. Uh, it's uh, yeah, by two and a half. Yeah, and you, you've um, gained a little bit. Yeah, so no, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. I just you know, my loyalties occasionally split because of my friendship with Tommy DeVito's parents. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the point is, is that and you're like, kind of his godfather now. So I, yeah, I'm just saying he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to call me dad. <laughs> but whenever he's ready, I'm and comfortable. Those of you who don't know, Tommy DeVito is the starting quarterback for Illinois. Yes, one and zero Illinois. Yes, and Illinois. when I was at the game, I, I I sat down in my seats and literally was right next to Tommy DeVito's parents. Who uh, was it clear they were? His parents? It was not. <laughs> Subtle. Uh, no, they are very, very Jersey, and uh, like me, we're in the mood to drink. So we had a we had a good time. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. To me, that that's the overarching question: is you know this is the new thing. This is the new thing. The culture of Georgia football since I have since I met a woman who's from Columbus and went to Georgia and that I've known of uh, since then, of course, obviously long before years before that, since the, since the early eighties has been, are they ever going to get another one? What are they going to do? What's it going to take? Why, why is Alabama and Tennessee and Florida and everybody else? Why do they all have one? And we don't now we have one now is the aftertime. And listen, you talk to Cubs fans. I go back to Cubs fans on this. They're frustrated with their team. They should be. Their owner's lousy and they're, they've uglified Wrigley Field and there's all sorts of bad stuff. They still are happy <laughs> because that question, am I, am I going to die before the Cubs win the World Series, has now been answered. And no matter what happens moving forward, they will always have that. Doesn't mean they don't still try to win. Doesn't mean they don't still get invested in the team. Doesn't mean they still don't get sad when they lose. But that fundamental question that has driven Georgia football since 1981 or 82, 83, 89. It was 89. It was 94. <laughs> uh, the point is, is that's answered now. And so now what happens? Yeah, and I think you can tell that by the questions, at least I've gotten in the in the preseason Forever, it's been like you said. Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? What are we going to look like? It's now. It's like, are we going to repeat? Can we repeat? Which is a different question. It's a totally <laughs> a different question. Um, and the fun part is when you look. You've listened to our preview. At least you've downloaded. It, or I hope you have. Uh, if you haven't, please go back and download it. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you know we think Georgia's season looks pretty good this season. Um, you know, we feel like the odds are they're going to play in the SEC championship game. Uh, and if they're playing the SEC championship game, uh, there's every indication that um, they are, at the minimum, will be playing for a slot to play in the college football playoff if they win and probably play in for a slot even if they lose. And that is an entirely different place than we even we would have admitted this time last year where we were talking about the Clemson game. Like, you have to win the Clemson game. Yep. You lose the yep. Clemson game, your path becomes so much harder. And it turned out that that was, first off, it 
didn't matter. I mean, it did matter. It did. Yeah, they I mean, wouldn't it, have made oh, it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, probably, they probably wouldn't have. It's You're right. They probably did. But the other part about it is like, we're now approaching this Oregon game, or at least I'm approaching this Oregon game as, okay, man, we got Oregon this week, as opposed to, God, guys, we have to face <laughs> the, the presumptive Pac-10 champion and Pac-12 champion. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to we'll get to mm-hmm. sling and bow. We we'll got plenty of bow next. Um, and our our former defensive coordinator knows everything we have on offense mm-hmm. and everything we do on defense. And you know they have you know, they have as, as many All Americans defensively as Georgia does this year. That's not quite true, but I mean they do have at least one All American and, and a, uh, a player that got voted on defense. Um, and the reality is, is like. We're not even thinking on a game-to-game basis. I, I think as a fan base, we're thinking like, okay, what's the season look like? What do we have to do to build a resume so that when we win, not if, when we go to Atlanta on December the 3rd or whatever, I think it's the 3rd, um, basically we're playing for a seed as opposed to a spot. And um, that's an entirely different place than we found in this podcast, guys. Well, I mean, it's a different place. Let's just say, God forbid. Let's say Georgia lost to Alabama. I know. Sorry. 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 I tried to put that in the universe. You mean this past year? Yes. National Championship game. Let's say that lost. Which, for the record, was kind of close to happening. (laughs) Was a thing that could have. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly could have happened. This would be the exact same team. I don't know if Stetson Bennett would be starting. But other than that, I feel like this would generally be the same team. Mm -hmm. Oregon would be the same team Mm -hmm. with the same coach. Yep. And all that happened is Georgia didn't win in that fourth quarter. I guarantee you, we are looking at this game differently than we are right oh, now. Oh, I bet the line the line is ten points less. Yeah, it's oh, a no seven question. point game instead of seventeen and a half. Without question, yeah. and never mind the fact that like we talked about the Clemson game last year. I think everyone thinks Oregon is going to be better this year than Clemson was last year, and obviously I didn't know that going into the game. But certainly, Oregon's eleven in the country, man. <laughs> like, like I understand that like. There's an argument of like there's only so many teams that can win the national championship and that Norway is not considered one of them. And I'm probably on the same page with that. But at the very least, if Georgia loses that game, which again has nothing to do with this game at all, other than the fact that Stetson Bennett's probably starting this game. And I assume if they lose that game, that there would be a lot. We'd have a lot more Stetson Bennett talk. There'd be a lot less talk about his haircut right now and more talk about about everything else. And so I think that is worth keeping in mind. And I think that speaks to the overarching thing of the specter of that national championship last year. The second half of the fourth quarter changed not just all of our our notions of what we've been through, but what we assume as the baseline moving forward. And I think that's a great point about the line. I think Georgia's favored five or six points in this game if they lose to Alabama last year. I really do, because I think the whole idea would be, which again, they totally could have, uh, because I think the idea would be, wow, they had that all-time team mm-hmm. and that all-time defense, and all those guys got drafted, and they still couldn't do it. Georgia's going to choke again, and Oregon's tough. Lanning's going to know how they work, and all of that, all of that would be happening. But none of it is. <laughs> none of it is because Georgia won that fourth quarter. So on one hand, I think that that speaks to how much that changed everything. I would also argue that it is worth keeping in mind of how much the, the this game in particular is being clouded by that narrative. And is like like this is an entirely different conversation. Though same game, same team, same co- coaches, same coordinators, same situation, same everything, except for something that happened nine yeah, months ago. Nine months ago. Nine months ago over like a fifteen minute span. 
And so that is what I think is worth keeping in mind. And the thing is, I think when this is what's interesting is if George would have lost that game, I would totally be terrified of this game. Yeah. But because they didn't, I'm not. That does not mean that I'm right in either instance, by the way. <laughs> but it, but that is the way a fan's mind works. I don't think it's just fans. I think I think it's the way sports works. Yeah. And I think that that is a thing to keep in mind, not just for this game throughout the season. This is why people like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban and everyone is constantly breaking down last year doesn't matter last year doesn't matter i know they have to say that i it clearly does <laughs> like it clearly does and 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 i'm very curious to see how that moves on i think a, the thing that worries me if i'm gonna have some worries is a malaise like a confidence malaise complacency complacency yes you know just of kind of how i am it's almost like uh I forget the character's name, but an office space, you know, when he just kind of checks out, yeah, pushes the divider I think over. I'm not over. Kind of coming to work. Yeah, and <laughs> so you know, because I know I, I kind of feel that way as a fan. Um, you know, confidence oozing, oozing confidence uh, to where I had to revise my prediction for the game because I was like, ooh, you're being a little too confident here. I'm going to predict Georgia to win, but you know, just the way the points were kind of rolling around in my head. Um, so, you know, that's going to be another thing that's interesting to see, especially, actually, I have a something I can, a kind of a point that I can make, especially how the game starts. I figure we can kind of get into the game stuff. Which Is game? That, oh, the yeah. Oregon-Georgia game? Oh, we have to play that, don't we? I mean, the teams do. I, it would be more sporting if Oregon just honored the recent Georgia National Championship. Yeah, just move on and to just the next took week. a knee and said, let, you know, let Georgia, hey, them. let Kent take the mantle. Exactly. It'd be nice. Um, but, uh, you know, what I was looking at was Kirby's been our coach since 2016 and we've had six openers since 2016. And I was looking at how they started. You know, 2016 was UNC. They went to halftime up 14 to 10 over North Carolina. 2017, they went to halftime 21 to nothing over App State. 2018, they went into halftime 30, 38 to nothing over Austin P. Uh, Vanderbilt, it was uh, twenty-one to six at half. Then it gives to Arkansas, where they were losing seven to five. Remember, they scored yep. the safety for yep. the first points, and that's when they played. I think Mathis, Mathis Bennett, and game. was it Mathis Bennett and who? Who else? I think Mathis started the game. He definitely started that game. The, but did, Bennett saved him. Bennett, Bennett came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think. I don't think it was, it was Mathis and Bennett. Yeah, okay. I can't. I couldn't have been Carson. Was it Daniels? No, Daniels wasn't ready. Okay. That was the whole point. Yeah. Okay. I could, uh, but anyway, yeah. and then losing last year to Clemson uh, at halftime. I'm oh, sorry. We were up on Clemson at halftime, only seven to nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, they've had, they've, they've had the lead in you know, five out of these six openers, and you can't really draw any kind of conclusion. But it shows one thing that uh, I expect them to get off to an okay to fast start. Uh, by halftime, you know, I think there could be a pucker moment where, kind of like in the Arkansas game, if you remember, you're like, what are they doing? Even last year in the first quarter of the Clemson game, you know, you you could tell it was going to go down to the wire. So um, I always thought that that game would have been coached differently if everybody realized Clemson wasn't. You, yeah, great. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, if you'd have known that how was, that, that was seen as a war of attrition when it didn't necessarily have mm-hmm. to be. I think if they played Clemson in October, I think that they, they would have beat them much more. Right, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, in Clemson's, uh, I mean, Clemson was the strength of that defense, right? And as the game wore on, I think Georgia was like, okay, we're shutting them down. 
let's not take any chances here. Um, which is interesting because I wouldn't be surprised in the least if we see – Scott, I think you're right. I think Georgia comes out here relatively conservative. Um, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever Georgia's going to want to um, be able to throw the ball to the tight ends. I think Mock can uh, – either it's great, it's a, it's a great long con to spend all this time talking about the three tight ends <laughs> and, you know, sets and bends progression, and then you turn around and run the ball 47 times. Um, <laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny. Man <laughs> ball again. Funny, funny to do to landing too. Yes. But of course, that's Oregon's strength, right? Like up the middle is their strength, yeah, both yeah, on offense and defense. Yeah, yeah because Noel Sewell is a, yeah. a middle linebacker, essentially, who is an All-American. Um, but I think and it's there have been a couple of people that have hit on this this week, and it's been something I'm thinking about, is that um, teams might we – have, we have noted uh, that when you pressure Stetson, he gets less good. Uh, Alabama noted that. Uh, see the first two series or three series in the game in the national championship game where he literally, literally dribbled the ball off the, oh, the turf, God. right? I mean, that, I, I mean, he looked shaky. Yeah, like, he did. Like, he like did. literally shaky. He did. But Georgia was able to stem that tide, uh, not from like a trying by Alabama. It's just the offensive line got better and landing started dialing up plays that made the, the linebackers have to stay back a little bit. I look for landing to come out and just bring the house yeah. in all different directions. What's he got to lose? What's he got to lose? That's exactly right. So if Georgia's down in this game at halftime, it would not surprise me in the least. It just wouldn't. Um, the other part about that is like we've seen, um, you know, and everybody, everybody forgets, you know, Stetson wasn't starting quarterback against Arkansas. He wasn't starting quarterback against Clemson, yeah. right? And we forget that, and we, we think about how Georgia starts out. Um Stetson's been thrown out there essentially um, as a. I mean, I guess, you know, against Vanderbilt, he had all week to practice, but, you know, he's basically thrown out, thrown out there cold um, and has handled that relatively well. Our Arkansas game, he's just saved our tails. Um, so it will be interesting to see what Lanning dials up. It'll be also, also interesting to see how Munkin, uh, Munkin, Munkin deals with that and how he's planned for that. Uh, I think the thing to watch will be the scripted drives for both teams. Um, we don't really know what Oregon's offense is going to look like. I mean, uh, Dillingham, who came over from Florida State, is our new offensive coordinator. He came over from Florida State because he was Bo Nix's offensive coordinator under Gus Malzahn at Auburn uh, and had, some would argue, his best season. He was freshman of the year at um, at Auburn when he was at that, that date. They year. thought he was like, they thought they, he was and they thought, save him. And here's the thing. He just never progressed, right? Yeah. He's exactly the same quarterback. Not a bad quarterback. Not bad Not bad. Not bad quarterback. Um, it's interesting. I, 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 I wanted to, um, you know, thinking about the quarterback matchups, I wanted to, to read something here. Um, so, you know, looking at the, at the quarterbacks, um, which one would you say gets the ball out quickly, makes good split-second decisions, great short to intermediate accuracy, demonstrated ball placement, allowed receivers to run after the catch? Which I, one would you think? I'm guessing you're going to say that's Bo Nix's. Good, good. Uh, Dual-threat quarterback with athletic footwork and mobility, instinctive runner with good toughness, uses, uh, uses his body and runs with good body strength. That would be uh, – that's obviously Stetson Bennett. Okay. That's Bo Nix. Ah! Uh, too often fails to give receivers a chance to make a play after the catch. High completion percentage because of many quick screens. That's got to be Bo Nix. That's Bo Nix. Uh, should yes. improve his touch at all levels and know when to gun it and take something off his throws. Good accuracy but far from great with streaky ball placement and tries to thread the needle too much. Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Bennett. 
That's Bo Nix. Ah! <laughs> Bo Nix is what people think Stetson Bennett is, but he's 6'3 and looks the part. Right? right. Uh, right? He uh, just is. But Stetson Bennett's numbers are better. Right? Bo Nix's um, Bo Nix's completion percentage in college was 57.6, 57.9, and 59.4 the past three seasons, right? No progression, right? He's he he's throw he's thrown about four to one touchdowns to interceptions with in the mid teens and the you know like six you know I think seventeen and six or that's three to one like seventeen and four and then like eighteen and five. Do you want to know? Uh, Bo Nix has played three games versus Georgia. Would you like to know his career statistics versus Georgia? Would love Georgia? to hear them because I feel like it's a good thing to talk about. <laughs> he is seventeen or seventeen. I don't know where I got that. He's seventy-two out of one twenty-eight. Passing for 639 yards, one touchdown pass, two interceptions, 34 carries for 34 yards, and a 56% completion record. That does not terrify me. And the funniest part about it, that is, that's almost dead on line for what his, his stats are across his career. And I get it. I understand why. I mean, he's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, even though Lanning is uh, – Lanny, landing is smart. I mean, landing came off the smart tree. Is like, man, we're gonna play. We're gonna play eleven guys on each side of the ball. Yeah. Why wow, you don't need to move more than that? And didn't you like how confident Kirby was? I know who's starting. I know who the quarterback is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was that was pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, I, it's. I think the offense is going to look a little different. I think you're going to see a little more of, frankly, what you saw under Gus Malzahn and what you saw out of Florida State last year. Um, what, what did Florida State do last uh, year? Well, they schemed around not having any blockers. But um, I think Which Oregon has more of. Oregon has more of. Um, you know, I think what you'll see out of them is, is you will see – Bo Nix is best when he's throwing short, short passes, screens. Uh, and in doing that, you basically stress the, the place on the field where Georgia has – uh, a, a little bit of depth that you use, and that's that's in the middle of the field in the defensive backfield, right? Um, and I think it's safe to say that we're going to see. I mean, look that this this. I mean, Dillingham was a. I mean, that no, that, I'm sorry, that was uh, Georgia beat them. They beat Alabama. That's right. That was the year LSU won the SEC. I was like, that wasn't that. Mm-hmm. That was the year that when I'm thinking 17. I'm thinking back when Stetson was just a junior. Um, the, um, but you know that it's it's going to be interesting to see what. Oregon draws up offensively. Defensively, they're not changing much. I mean, they were decent uh, to not great last year, uh, but they have some returning pieces. And part of what um, part of what when why they went after landing was they wanted they wanted to be more tough, uh, especially on the outsides, on the edges, and bring more heat on the edges uh, because they were fine in the middle of the field, right? Um, but they were they got burned on some on some deep plays, and they should be a little better on the edges. Uh, but they also were susceptible to uh, if if the guy could get in the second level, they were just like the running backs who could just go. Which again, it doesn't hurt to have those tight ends in three of them. Uh, I, I would be really surprised if we see a lot of thirteen personnel. Um, but do not be surprised if we see three of the tight end tight ends on the field. I did quotation marks right. uh, with one of them in the slide. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it Eric Gilbert kind of thought of as a hybrid tight end slash potential wide receiver? Yes. And I've been thinking about this. It it also wouldn't surprise me to see Garrett Gilbert line up in a tight end spot and put uh, Washington in the slot. <laughs> because a lot of times when you put somebody in the slot, 
you're asking, uh, for, yeah, for you'll him. ask a safety or somebody right. to cover him, especially if he runs a deep flat. He'll just um, flatten him. <laughs> well, he's, he's a It'll foot taller than all the, <laughs> all the safeties in the conference. So, um, I mean, Munkin's got plenty of toys to play with here, right? I mean, he's, he has got, he's got some stuff to play with. And I, I, I know if you've listened to this podcast and read certain people, you, you know, we, at least I think Munkin's a genius, right? I, and I, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, he is absolutely, both maximized and game planned around a, a quarterback that is a very good quarterback, but is also has limitations that are known and has made that quarterback. I mean, the guy won the MVP of the Orange Bowl in the national championship game. He led Georgia back from being down in the national championship game. He did something that people said couldn't be done, which is come back and beat Alabama in a high leverage, high, high value, um, like, it, you know, a high leverage situation. I would classify it as a high value. Game. I mean, no, well, yeah, but I'm just I mean, saying. Definitely I mean, people, people said game. people said it couldn't be done, right? Yeah. Uh, and not no, the, and, and it wasn't, people are saying it couldn't be done. Again. It wasn't that Georgia couldn't do it. It said it couldn't be done, right? Right. And uh, in no small measure of that success, um, it, it can't go unrecognized that that Munkin was the architect of that, especially offensively. I am. I'm definitely curious. So I, again, going, going back to the Seth piece, I think was clearly inspired by our conversation. It was about Stetson. It was like a little bit of a profile about Stetson. It wasn't really about his hair. It was about, I think, an overarching, interesting point about the season, which is Kirby Smart doesn't have to prove anything anymore. Don Munkin doesn't have to prove anything anymore. Georgia doesn't have to prove anything anymore. Stetson Bennett does, ah, wait, maybe Stetson Bennett has to prove something a little bit. And that's the question, right? Is uh, last year, last year, I mean, not for nothing. Not for nothing. But he was not, in fact, the starter going into last season or the season before, as mentioned earlier. Uh, the, the same smart people that we are praising for saying for recognizing that Stetson Bennett could get it done were people at the beginning of the season thought someone else could do it better than Stetson Bennett. That Stetson Bennett has not gotten a foot taller. Uh, his arm has not gotten that much stronger, any stronger. His wallet's gotten fatter. His wallet's gotten fatter and his hair's gotten shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he he's actually, he looks kind of jacked this season. He looks I've a little. seen some photos of well, him. Well, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, and, and so if he gets hit, he's less likely to get hurt, I suppose. Um, but that's probably worth discussing, by the way, is what happens if Stetson gets hurt or if there's something particular in effectiveness. That's worth discussing. Uh, but, you know, there was a reason that a lot of people, us included, speculated briefly afterwards, like, oh, maybe that'll just be it. Maybe he'll just walk off into the sunset, go into his life. People would say phrases like, go into his life after football. Mm-hmm. Was, you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. And implicit in that statement is, well, I mean, he's not, I mean, obviously he can't press his luck, right? And he's pressed his luck. And he's and the fact is, Georgia won a national championship last year because of a lot of things. But one of the reasons they won it because Stetson went, Bennett went out and won was great when it truly, truly mattered. On one hand, it's like, wow, congrats, way to go, Stetson, you did it. The other hand is like, yeah, but Georgia would have not done it if he had not done that. So now they need him to do that again. again. And I think that is, I think... That skepticism of can he do it again? Can he be that guy again? When now no one is like 
And just in case planning for JT Daniels, just in case, Stetson's the dude. Lanning knows Stetson's the dude. And Lanning specifically is going to be game planning for his weaknesses, the, the very things that you talked about at, uh, at the beginning of this. The idea of... I mean, he's not gotten taller. That was always the thing. That's what, That was the Alabama thing until that really second half. It was knock the ball down, knock the ball down. That was the way that they got him. Um, the Can you pressure him and make him make quicker decisions than he's ready for? F- try to force passes that he doesn't have the arm to make. That is how teams are going to try to beat Georgia all year. And a lot of these defensive coordinators are going to look at some of these other quarterbacks Bo Nix included, by the way, and say, oh, well, generally we can't do that thing against them because they're taller or their arm is stronger. And so they're going to push, like, that's going to be the, like, you look at Georgia, they're stacked with pros, two deep, three deep, all the way through. The thing they're going to try to do is get that. They, that last time you had, uh, you got 12 shots at Stetson now. You got 12 shots at Stetson. And I think that that is the thing now that people know that he's the guy for good reason, obviously. But now that you know, I think that I would argue this is a bigger challenge for him than last year was. Because at a certain level, there was not a lot of ass to like every time he did something great, it was a oh, look, look at that. Look what, that's a look what he did. Now it is a oh, wait, no, we actually do totally need you to do that again. And that's asking a lot of anybody, just like it's asking a lot of George to win the national championship. That's why, again, it's that there was no other quarterback in football that had a year remaining of eligibility where anyone seriously thought for a half a second, oh, I guess their career football, football career is over. Like nobody had that thought about anyone. And they had that thought about the guy that we now want to bring Georgia back to a national championship. That feels like it should probably be stated out loud. Yeah, and I, I just thought of, I mean, of all, you talked about the, the rosters and the two deeps and everything about that. I mean, that's the, I mean, I, this is something we'll talk about when we do our picks, but I, the reason I think Georgia wins this game is our depth, right? Um, and it's interesting that the one position on the field that, that probably won't be rotated ever at all is quarterback. Yeah. Really, or, or things have gone really poor. Right, right. right. Uh, or, I mean, or they're ahead by four. Or, or, or ahead by four. Oregon could be rotating quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think it's uh, – I think you bring up a good point, but there's nothing I've seen out of Stetson that, you know, as long as it's not Will Anderson running at his face that – that he gets rattled by a moment, right? Now, I mean, we, we, that could change the first time Noah Sewell breaks through the line um, and, and gets in his face. But, you know, as it stands, I have, one, I have confidence in, I mean, and we all should have utter confidence in Kirby Smart and Jeff Mocking making that decision. One. <laughs> Two. Um, what, what have they proved? Yeah, Jeff, right. you're on it again. Yeah, Did I say Jeff? You got the Jeff. army coach again. Did I say Tim Munkin? Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said Tommy DeVito Munkin. Tommy Munkin. <laughs> Chase Kelly Munkin. Um, and then, who are we talking about now? I don't uh, know. That's a minute. Okay. And then, um, you know, I don't, I just, it, it, it is not lost on me that no one from the team has had any question about since the day Stetson decided he was coming back that Stetson Bennett wasn't the quarterback through all of spring mm-hmm. through all of fall Stetson Bennett's taking the ones. Um, now, you know, college football coaches get paid a lot of money to um, to make these decisions, and they get roundly criticized when they're wrong a lot. But the same coaches that made the, all the decisions last year, including not starting Stetson Bennett against Clemson. 
and including continuous start sets and Bennett after um, JT Daniels. I almost called him Jeff Daniels. That's how far this has gone. Uh, JT Daniels got better with his ribcage injury or oblique injury. Um, are the still ones making that call? Uh, and in Kirby, I trust in that regard. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, clearly he was right. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was. It's hard to argue he wasn't right. Oh, there are I, some people that still can't say that out loud. I mean, it's, I don't. I, I mean, I don't want to know what wrong. Like what happened? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Like they won the national. Feels like. Feels like the answer was yes. Stetson Bennett can win the national championship. To as Exhibit A, I might well, note. Uh, to, <laughs> to a rebuilding team that's I lost might, half their yeah, team to injuries. I, but. but that's but <laughs> right. Sorry, I forgot. Um, but <clears throat> that's been proven. Now he's got a full year unquestioned guy, no chip in his shoulder. Defense is specifically planned to stop him. It's a different assignment. Oh, a different assignment. It'd be interesting to see how, uh, I mean. Well, I mean, mean, with with Lanning being a defensive coordinator, how do you think he's scheming around not only Stetson, but, you know, he's got to handle, you know, Blaylock's back, you know, the three monster tight end, Kenny McIntosh, is well, legit this year. You get Kendall well, not Milton. just not just defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator that schemed against them in practice all last year. Correct. The, I mean, I mean, how, so so what do you think Oregon's thinking? What do you think Lanning and his defensive you know coaches are thinking of? Who's going to take uh, James Cook's place in the backfield? Who's going to you know is Blaylock back to hundred percent? Is uh, McConkey going to still have as much of a breakout as he did last year? Oh, I think Will's right. I think they're balls to the ball. I think they bring heat from every angle. I think they will do the most exotic blitz. I mean, I think I think Todd I think Todd Grantham would be like, damn, that's a lot of blitzing. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> and why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Like you know what? If Stetson Bennett burns you for four hundred twenty-five yards and you five got, touchdowns, he just does it. Then, you got to try that. Then, then there, you, there you go. But like that's clearly what he does, and he's got guys to do it up the middle. He does. He totally has guys to do it up the middle. I think the secondary is an issue, but that's definitely how you beat Stetson, right? Like it's not like Stetson is like throwing matchup to matchup. Oh, if you let Stetson go through progressions, he's going to beat you. Well, that's the point. Is that's why you got to go, 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 yeah. go, go. Like the the whole idea is that like it's not like he's beating people deep. Because uh, he's got a bunch of time. Like, the way you get Stetson is to pressure him and hit him hard and mess with him. That's the only way, that's, that's the only way to beat this Georgia team right now. And so I don't think the fact that their defensive backfield is not necessarily one of those strengths is actually as big of a problem as it might be against other teams. Because their strength is exactly the way that I think most teams are going to try to beat Stetson all year. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is like the way you beat that's a wheel route with McIntosh. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> yeah. that, and you're asking who's going to play the cook role. I mean, it's McIntosh. Listen, I feel like it's kind of my job to be a little bit like the skeptical person here. And I think that the same questions that I had about Bennett, frankly, for most of last year, I think are still relevant. I don't think it matters in the long term for Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett won a national championship. If everything falls apart, and they go nine and three because Bennett makes horrible mistakes at the end of games. Though I assume by the third game he would not be a quarterback <laughs> making those mistakes anymore. His legacy is secure. Sure. There is no reason to like he's got it forever. He can be Buck Baloo on whatever radio station he wants to be uh, for the rest of his life, and he will have earned that right. Uh, but the idea that it is a different challenge to go out and be the guy 
all year. He will no longer be underestimated because he won a freaking national championship. And to me, that is that's an interesting challenge. And it's and whatever one's thoughts, whether he'll meet it or not, I guarantee you that's what every defensive coordinator because every defensive coordinator is looking at Georgia being like five star, five star, five star, five star, four star, five star, five star, five star. Walk on dude. Yeah. Like that's the, who's short and whatever. We've seen him overcome those limitations that does not stop them from being limitations. And I think that is uh, going to be a thing that it's going to be the, the, I think that was why I liked about Seth's piece because it, I think it is the, other than how Georgia fandom and the culture handles having this done. I think it's specifically for this year's season. The story is, how much more of a challenge I think it is for Stetson Bennett to do it again uh, than because than, uh, uh, last year was totally easy uh, but I think it's a different challenge I think it may be a hard one because he's going to be the focus uh, in a way that uh, he wasn't last year is that what concerns you most about this game? yeah to be honest to be honest and the fact that 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 weakness or limitation we'll put it that way plays exactly into what Oregon like Oregon's strength is up the middle is, uh, is up front that's their strength. It's up front. That's what they're going to do. If uh, if you had a big, strong-armed quarterback who could beat guys deep, I think you could throw for 500 yards on these guys. Because I think that Georgia, because I think Oregon, they have weaknesses and in, 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 the corners are kind of weak. Their safety is kind of weak. They're new anyway. Their strength, the, the things that have everybody back are the guys on the lines. And I think that's what he's going to push. And Because I think Lanning... Like that's if you look at Georgia's offense, the obvious thing that you would do would be try to mess with Stetson. That seems like the obvious thing that you do. Now, maybe if he beats you, as we said, if he throws five hundred twenty-five yards. Wow, he's well on his Heisman. Now he's going to win a Heisman Trophy, and that's the new thing he's going to do. But uh, I, I think you got, you have to go after an offensive weak, offensive weak point. And even if you love Stetson, I love Stetson. He won a national championship for Georgia last year. It was totally awesome. It's hard not to look at Georgia's offense and be like, hmm, what's the thing you go after? You go after the guy that is, that is, that like you can plan for now. You're not like, hmm, what if they bring in Daniels? We have to prepare for that. Like, no one's preparing for that now. You can go after him and him specifically. I think that's not, and I think when you look at Georgia's schedule, it's going to be a while till another team is going to be able to do that realistically. I'm not sure Oregon can do it, to be honest. But if anyone is going to do it, I think Oregon's one of the teams that could. I wonder defensively if there are – we spent a lot of time talking about the offense, but I wonder if defensively if we're all going to – we're going to be all the way there, right? I mean, I think – we knew going into last season we thought the defense was going to be special. Um, and the reality is, is like, okay – I, I keep a lot of people say, "Well, Clemson suck." Clemson was nine and three, right? They were they were a fine uh, they were a fine ACC football team last year, top quartile in the nation, um, and their offense got better. But there was nothing that happened in that game for Georgia defensively that wasn't replicated the rest of right. the season, with the exception of the SEC championship game. Uh, I guess maybe a brief minute in the Tennessee game, right? But the first drive, the first drive, right. yeah. Um, but the I think what gives me a little pause defensively is how the back end gels. I got to be honest, I'm glad it's, I might be regretting this come Sunday, but I'm glad it's Bonex uh, yeah. that we're playing and not, um, you know, Spencer Rattler or or whatever. Well, he's in two weeks. 
Whenever, whenever it is, I mean that that's yeah. that's I mean, another that's a hundred game reps. So. He's a better quarterback than Bo Dix. Like, well, he certainly has yeah. a better arm, a yeah. quicker release, yeah. and uh, at, at least from what we've seen out of his uh, set of throws, his skill set is much more built on going going deep and and doing precision strikes deep. Because um, I think we will. Um, I mean, I think I think Keely Ringo has earned the All American honors, preseason All American honors, and will probably reflect that. Uh, Kamari Laster is probably going to match him on the other side, and you'll have William Poole as a safety. And it, I just, I'm you, not. You think Dan Jackson's starting? Probably. I mean, he right. earned his stripes. He's a, he's a walk on in the yep. de- defensive yep. secondary. Probably. Um, and it's not that it's not that they aren't all very good football players. It's just I think it might take a little while to come together. Um, what about the loss of Davis and Dean, you know, kind of uh, clogging up the middle and then making plays off of Davis clogging them up? You know, that's a great question because you were the one that brought up last week that Beal's a returning sack leader. Oh, no. Seth asked the question. Oh, Seth, asked, Seth, yeah, Seth asked it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and I think that was awesome because I, I didn't I didn't remember that. Right. right. I, I, I think it's altogether possible he doesn't match his sack total because I think people will focus on him mm-hmm. a little more. Um, I think it's going to take those guys in the middle – a little while. I mean, look, it's I mean, ridiculous you, to think they're going to be Jordan Davis. The, the way I the way I look at it, uh, Jalen Carter easily f- fits that Jordan Davis role. He does, and I think that he can actually play a few more downs than Jordan Davis did last year. He can be more of a three a he, three he, down. He's line. more of a three down lineman. Yeah, and then you've got Nolan Smith taking the place of Nicobe Dean. I mean, he's already talked about as like a top three pick in next year's draft. So I think that you you know really the question is like because Georgia's defense rotates so much. It, how much of a fall off are these guys that we don't know as as much about? You know, the freshman, sophomore, four and five stars. You know, someone like I don't know Chaz Chambliss, who played a decent amount of snaps last year out of Carrollton, Georgia. You know, he's going to be seeing the field a lot more. Yeah, and I think that's why the in the end, uh, it's Georgia's depth that's going to yeah. Know, win the day, I agree, right? Because um, I think on a on a per starter basis, Georgia is slightly ahead of Oregon. Uh, but the reality is, it's like Oregon's not going to be able to rotate two and three deep at positions like Georgia will be able to do so, and that's going to matter. Because Georgia's going to be running guys out there, especially if the game's close, at the start of the fourth quarter that have played 15 snaps. Sure. And they're yeah. going to be going up against guys on both sides of the ball that have already played 45, 50, 55 snaps. Uh, and that's going to make a big difference. I just, but thinking about defense, I, I think if you, you know, if you were to pin me down and ask what what my worry on def- defense is, it's, it's going to be defensive backfield and how they how they manage um, what Dillingham's going to try to do uh, with uh, with the kind of the quick pass game because they use the quick pass almost like the running game does. At least if they're like Florida State and like Auburn was in nineteen. Um, and then they'll sucker you in and, and bust something open deep. You know, and because of the, the youth, especially with the backups on defense, I would, I would put the number at one and a half of uh, rage strokes by Kirby on the sideline just mm-hmm. because of the defensive alignment or something like in that. In the first half. In yeah. the first half, yeah. Or, or the, the whole game. I mean, you know, the first half, you think. <clears throat> I mean, I do think you're going to see some frustrating moments, especially with Bo Nix. You know, he can be that fly in the ointment. He's annoying. You know, and I mean that in a kind of a complimentary way, even though he didn't win as many games as he wanted to at Auburn, he, and he's he never beat Georgia. Moments. He has moments. He has his moments. Um, I do fully expect to see just, 
you know, you look at Georgia Twitter during the game and people are going to be losing their minds over a certain don't player. Don't do that. Or, just don't do that. Oh, I enjoyed Georgia Twitter <laughs> during the game. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, if we do it, let's not actually pretend that it is somehow indicative of the larger Georgia fan base. It's people that tweet during the game. But it's so much different. fun. But it's fun. And it's people we follow and we kind of know them. You know, it's like someone like, uh, I don't know. Who? Tony Waller? Yeah. yeah. Tyler Dogden. <laughs> I've got alerts for you guys, so I'll see yours. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. You can. There's some. There's some takes out that, there. That's my. That's that. Yeah, I'm not going to call for Stetson to be replaced in the second quarter because maybe he got through a, uh, an interception or you know missed an open receiver. Some people. You're might. not. No. You, okay. No. You better. People will. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so, but no, I think it's, it's going to be. I can't wait. I can't wait. What are you guys watching the game? Right out there, the same place I watched the national championship game. You know, I've also thought, I've had five or six people this week ask me if I was going to make a video yeah, <laughs> about watching it. literally was the first thing that jumped in my mind. I was sitting there thinking, the like, well, I'd have to make it a pretty good story. I'd have to pull old footage from January and try to weave some story. But you know what? I might. I might do it. Because uh, I think we had four families over for the national championship game. I think... Two, maybe three of those same families will be over here on Friday or on Saturday this week. So maybe so. I'm watching the game at Lake Sinclair with my dad, who mm-hmm. turns 80 tomorrow. Happy um, birthday! That's fantastic. He, uh, but no, I'll, I'll be watching games down there. Uh, we always the family always gets together over Labor Day weekend. Last year we got up at sunrise in Charlotte after going to bed shortly before sunrise in Charlotte. Uh, and drove back so that we could be down there for for their for it's my mom's birthday on Labor Day proper right. and then so we always get together with family and that's where we'll be watching the game there. Um, it's interesting. None. I don't think any of my crew except for maybe um, except for maybe Wayne's brother is going. So yeah, so to the game. Wayne's, Wayne's not going. Not going. Uh, he wasn't sure if he'd have to work. We right. started his job uh, and then um, but you know and, and Tiffany decided not to go. Um, I assume she's still working on her, her living room, but um, the 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 cool part about the cool part about this game is that um, you know we did have a nice little aperitif last weekend, right? Uh, Illinois got off the, the 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 bat and they got their first win towards drop for six. Um, it's no longer Scott Frost Day still, uh, oh in case goodness. you missed it. Oh uh, he, oh he basically confirmed everything everyone has said about him. Like, it's one thing that they lost. It would have been bad enough if they'd have lost that game. For them left, to lose. They, were, uh, they had all the momentum. And then to just stop it right there is mm. just insane. Yeah. It's insane. And and I uh, I think, I forget the writer that wrote this. Forgive me. Maybe it have been the Nebraska beat writer. But, like, flowing the notion that, like, you know, he's not in charge of the offense anymore. He doesn't run the It's Mark Whipple. Yeah. Yeah. Because the AD took it from him. Yes. And so, uh, and I think one of Frost's general problems is you could tell, like, he wants to do things. He wants to do things. And at a certain level, he doesn't have, if he's not running the offense anymore, he doesn't have that. He's not calling every single. So, so in a lot of ways, the onside kick was indicative of the larger frost thing, which is I got to do something. They win that game if they don't do the frost. I mean, I have to say, I'm always wary of putting everything on one play. That was a moronic thing to do. They didn't need to put their foot on their throat. They had their foot on their throat. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah. Yeah, Also, have you not watched a a Pat Fitzgerald coach Northwestern team? Don't give them a short field. 
people. They can't march 94 yards down exactly. the field. Like they can like, go 45 yards. Like it, You might want to do that against a team that's got an explosive offense. They yeah. don't have an explosive. The Rykolinski looked okay, actually. Yeah. Um, but, How uh, many teams has he played for? Well, he's, he was nine. Polinski. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a South Carolina quarterback. Uh, I think I said Ryan. I think Ryan was his brother. I think. Yeah, no. It's and, just, um, hmm. yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then, of course, Vanderbilt. 63 points. Most points since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Six, oh yeah, yeah. I, I caught a little bit of that game, and that stadium was like, whoa! There's like nine thousand people there. What's there? there was full capacity. I think they still, there, it was there full capacity. There were there were more people at the North Oconee Oconee game than at the Hawaii yeah. Vanderbilt. It's their Emerald Field. They're building a new stadium. I'm, I'm sure they are. I mean, field. it looked lovely. You know, the yeah. the view of the mountains yeah. and the island was. Fantastic. There's nothing in Hawaii that can you can do that's not good. Yeah, they could have played in a parking lot. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> Almost dead. Yeah. Hawaii is another planet, man. Like every I like I've been to Kauai twice. I think it's yep. I think it's literally like I oh, feel like it's I'm like on Jurassic Mars. Park. I think they filmed it there. It's un- it's unreal. Kauai is just like I can't mm-hmm. believe it's Earth. Mm-hmm. Like that is I always think if like you know if everything falls apart, I'll just go there and and listen you to and the Mark party. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. I think he owns the whole <laughs> He owns the whole place now. Great. That sounds that's changed. Him and his five head. That's that's changed since I was there last. That's a <laughs> late stage capitalism problem. So one last point. Shout out on, to Paris Walton, by the way, on Nebraska, by the way, for uh, oh. uh, calling us out calling on that. Calling us yeah. out for that yeah. because uh, I didn't see yeah. it. He called us out for picking, for picking them who win the West. The Big Ten West. They can still win it. Still Which age, I don't think I did. Yeah, no, you, you were not us. an idiot. Yeah, you were not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Aged real that, great for yeah, a week. Yeah, 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 age, literally before week one even started. Mm. Well, one last thing on uh, Georgia, Oregon, for those. Uh, this, is, this is directed at anybody who's like, Oregon, I mean. Sure, they got our coach, and I mean, they, they had to go out and get Bo Nix, you know, to fill in the gaps. Well, if you look back at the recruiting rankings, 2019, uh, Georgia was second in the nation, Oregon was seventh. 2020, or, uh, Georgia was first, Oregon was 12th. 2021, Georgia was fourth, Oregon was sixth. And 2022, Georgia was third, and Oregon was 13th. Nothing to sneeze at. I mean, I mean, they're right, right they're up Nike on Georgia's you, heels, man. They're yeah. Nike U. Like, they're like Nike is serious business, man. Or there's a reason that, like, after Notre Dame, Oregon is the school that everybody wants mm-hmm. with all the uh, for a national for yeah, like Oregon's huge. Oregon's yeah. absolutely huge, and uh, and there's a this is this is not them playing Virginia uh, in the first game. Like, right. this is a real team. Right. This is a real team. Right, and. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Seven Six Apparel's vast assortment of T-shirts, where we played the game and had you guess and everything. Uh, it was three truths and a lie, and um, there are some new shirts that have dropped since that last show. Um, one of my favorite things about Seven Six Apparel is the trolling that they do. They do a great job trolling. T- Tony, you've you've had one of yeah, the yeah, trolling can't, can't t-shirts. Yeah, consortium without UT. And they do a really good job of trolling George's opponents. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to take a look at, you know, just kind of reading some of the other troll jobs uh, that they have towards George's opponents. They have a, a, a I guess a, maybe they took the profile picture of, of Dabo and, and Dan, Mun, Dan Mullen uh, from the media guide. And all you do is just put a clown nose on them, and that's you know no words are needed. You know, if so, now it's, it's not really my style to walk around with another man's face and a clown. Tony just uh, the ice got in his way, and he spilled the bourbon down his uh, face. Clown. <laughs> uh, so we got the clown nose for uh, Dabo Swinney and um, Dan Mullen. 
You've got the greetings from Jacksonville, Georgia. I think that's an ultimate troll because Florida owned that for my college career, my post-college career, and it's been turned around. And I just love the fact that you could wear that. I think that would go especially well for anybody south of Macon, uh, maybe even southwest of Macon, south of Savannah. That would be a really good – or North Florida. I mean, there's a lot of dog fans that live in North Florida. Um, I really like the – the one that they did of the outline of the state of Tennessee. And it says, can't hide money. And the M in money is a McDonald's M. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, excuses with the state of Alabama in it, spelled yeah. out the Alabama flag. Um, and then there's eat more gator. I mean, you know, that's, uh, uh, and it's done in the Chick-fil-A font. Uh, that's pretty good. Oh, Instead of eat more chicken. There's an outline of Georgia. This was this is a favorite of mine. This is good for for anybody uh, trolling Alabama because it's filled in with houndstooth. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. For uh, you know, the, that's what Bama wants to do is wear all the houndstooth, uh, a la Bear Bryant. They can't they can't let them go. They've got anti orange because a lot of Georgia's um, opponents and rivals uh, have orange in them, and um, they hate cutes. The other thing, they don't, yeah, that's a different orange. <laughs> yeah, that's they a, hate the Illini. Too. That's an old school oh. basketball callback right there. And then, and then one that they dropped, this is not George related, but it was uh, Braves related during the Astros series. They dropped a NASA logo with an ATL in the NASA logo and uh, a state of Georgia with an ATL and Astros colors. Really? So, pretty strong. Pretty strong. So, yeah. So where can we get these shirts? You got to. I'm glad you asked, Will. Um, I'm you a can, reporter. I ask the tough questions. You can. You know, say you're a social media guy. That that's where I I actually buy things through. Like I'll see something on Instagram and then I'll go through the link and I'll buy stuff off Instagram. You know, some people don't like that. They want the more traditional route. So you can do either. You can find their link on Instagram or Twitter. It's uh, uh, their handles are Seven Six Apparel. And then you can go to their website, the76.com, and if you use the code WSLS, you're going to save free shipping, which, you know, I mean, shipping costs are rising these days. So, I mean, that's a really big deal right there if you want to get some free shipping. Uh, I'm excited to see Chase the Kelly. The76.com. The76.com. I'm excited to see Chase Kelly. Check that with out. The76.com. Is that the number 76? It's spelled out. I'm glad oh, you asked. Okay, good. That's good. You to know. are a good reporter, Will. <laughs> Man. I'm excited to see Chase Kelly for his first start with Michigan State. Who, they, who is he playing against? Uh, Chase Kelly. I assume it's somebody like Michigan, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Eastern Michigan. Yeah, definitely Michigan, Eastern East? Michigan. Eastern Michigan State. Definitely a. directional Michigan. The Mel Tucker era of uh, 2020. They're going to be... I think I picked them to win. I mean, they... You know, Michigan State has... Uh, it's it's interesting that Georgia... That Kirby Smart now has... Uh, his tree now includes three head coaches, of which two are... Um, should contend in their respective divisions. Uh, I think it's a little... Expectation a little high if you think Michigan State's going to beat Ohio State. Uh, in the in the Big Twelve, ten East, ten fourteen, how many there? Uh, but you know, I think there's a world where Arkansas uh, threatens second place. So. I don't know why that's playing. Sorry. Oh my God! It's like it's not over. It's like the orchestra's playing me off. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Your speech is going too long. Where were you? I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I was talking about Mel Tucker and Chase Kelly. It's but, fine. Um, yeah, you have. I'm sure you have questions, I, I, or I assume that's why you played the the sound. I appreciate that. Oh, duck hunter! Yes, exactly. 
Oh, duck hunt. Yeah. This is the, the audio. See? Oh, look at that. Love so, it. Yes. Woo! All you of a certain <laughs> age. Speaking of, speaking of the 7-6, I got uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia Hunt Club shirts. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had a lot of friends growing up. As you yeah. can tell by, I know this, the music to every Nintendo game. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, even, I even played that uh, audio for my wife, and within five seconds, she's like, that's Duck Hunt. Yeah. I was like, yes, it is. Yes. I like the clay one. The little, what was it? Hogan's Alley. Oh, yeah. That was the other one you could shoot. Yeah, Hogan's Alley. No, was it Hogan's Alley? That's what it was, yeah. That you sounds right. It. Yeah, I think it was Hogan's I was Alley. in college by then. So, by college, I mean, based school. on that intro, um, you know, George was playing the Oregon Ducks. The Did you know? Here's a did you know. Did you know that the Oregon Duck mascot is based on Disney's Donald Duck? I did. I did not know that. And they received a special license agreement. From a 1947 handshake between Oregon AD Leo Harris and Walt Disney. Okay. So it can't be questioned because uh, someone, I read something where They're someone... They're dead? Well, someone... <laughs> He's someone, frozen. Someone in the 80s <laughs> <He is frozen. laughs> from Disney tried to question their usage of the duck and they didn't have anything in writing because it was a handshake deal, but they had a they produced a photograph. Of them shaking hands. You know, lawyers are famous. Well, that's good enough for me. I mean, you're a lawyer. Does that that <laughs> stood up and that checks out? That, that that checked out. So, my question to y'all is: I'm, I just want y'all to name some famous ducks. Oh, I thought we were going to do waterfowl mascots. Okay. okay. No. So I said Daffy or, mm-hmm. or, or Donald Duck. There's yeah, also Daffy. Daffy. I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. You have okay. any other famous ducks? Let's let's let's, let's, right, let's yeah. do this. You go ahead. Huey. Dewey, Louie, McScrooge, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck yeah. right? Correct. Um, um, Howard, Howard the oh. Duck. Yep. Can you give a movie review on Howard the Duck? <laughs> There's a scene where the duck makes out with Leah Thompson. I, I asked her about that when she was a guest on the Will Leach show, and she said, "Yeah, that was weird." That, that, that's, a, that's a troubling scene. <laughs> it is yeah. very troubling. You're probably Leah Thompson. It is very troubling. I'm, I'm they don't make of, out. I'm a man of a certain they go age. To bed together. Oh yeah, Leah Thompson and the man of a certain age. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. You can find Leah Thompson, the Leah Thompson's appearance on the Will Lee Show on YouTube right now. I feel so inclined. She's a wonderful guest. Let's see. How are the duck? Um, the Mighty Ducks? Yes, the Mighty Ducks. I didn't write that down, but that <laughs> we'll is allow a, it. You know, that, that's interesting because, you know, it, they took a Disney movie and they, they basically made an expansion hockey team yes. out of it. And when they first started, they were exactly the Mighty Ducks, and they had the same logo well, they were in and Anaheim. uniform. Are they still in Anaheim? Now, now they're just the Ducks. Yeah, but they are still in Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. So good, good call on that. So I had some others. I, got, I, I, okay. Can I, can I yeah, do sure. the, the great Rick D's song, Disco Duck? Oh, oh Disco Duck. Disco Duck. Can you play it? I was about to, but there was an ad. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot about Rick D's. Rick D's. Wow. Yeah, Disco Duck. You got Daisy Duck, Donald's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wears pants. It's weird. It's the yeah. opposite yeah. of what you think. Well, you know, you've you got a... Uh, I'll go ahead and fill some in. You got, Very ahead of her time. Yes. Got a, um, Launchpad McQuack from... Launchpad. I from, feel like you just made that uh, he was, up. No, he was from like, was he from? He was from uh, Ducktales. Woo! I used to watch Ducktales. Oh, uh, okay. Launchpad, the guy with the ear flaps, for like he was a pilot okay. or something. You for had, what uh, show? For what show? You had Darkwing uh, Duck. Ducktales. Oh, woo! Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing that was Duck, Donald's yeah. alter ego. Yeah. Um, you got Rubber Ducky from uh, Bert and Ernie. You know, like Sesame He's Street. He's the one. He is the one. <laughs> and then you've got Aflac. Oh, I love the Affleck. Oh, uh, the Affleck. Shout out, to, shout out to Charles, Columbus, to Columbus, uh, Georgia. Yeah, based in Columbus, Georgia. So yeah, those duck. are those are famous ducks. I'm, 
you know, don't don't tweet us if you think of any more because I really don't care. Um, but those at are the thirty-eight Godfrey, <laughs> tweet them him the famous ducks. Um, so just a little bit of uh, trivia or information. Um, can you tell me this is? Can you tell me George is playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Can you tell True. me how many times Georgia has played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? All right, let's do it. We can do this. We can do this. Uh, so, okay, so there's the, Nas- the National Championship game. That's one. Uh, SEC Championship that against Alabama. Okay. Auburn. LSU, Alabama again, Auburn. and Auburn. So there's five. Um, North Carolina. North Carolina. Nope, that was Virginia. The, that, that was the last game in the Georgia Dome. Virginia right. was never played. It North was Carolina the was the last game, game, the game in the Georgia Dome. Dome. So there's five. I think it's five. Sixteen. Yeah, it's gonna be five. It's, it was seventeen. Two, be five. two and seventeen. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one. They five. played every year. They opened in seventeen. So mm-hmm. you've got Auburn. That yeah. was the first time. Mm-hmm. Alabama, and then Alabama again twice in the same year. You got LSU in twenty nineteen. Cincinnati. Peach Bowl. Oh, the Peach Bowl. I forgot about Cincinnati. And then Alabama last year. So they played. Peach Bowl. I forgot about Cincinnati. It was such an important game. Yeah. They've been they've been in the the. MBS for uh, every year it's been open. Yeah. yeah. Record, though, is two and four. So, not great. They've beat Cincinnati and they've beat Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, I guess that's right. So, can you tell me the last time, or I'll set this up correctly, Georgia, or Georgia, Oregon. What was the worst of those games? I think the worst mm, was LSU. LSU. I was that there was and there was out. never any hope that at was all. It was yeah, just a wipeout. Wipe yeah. um, so, Oregon is a Pac 12 school. Agreed. Can you tell me the last time Georgia played a Pac-12 school? I can. Okay. Will, do you know? Is it, uh, it's been since I've moved here. No. It has not been since I've moved here. Well, then I probably don't know. I think you referenced it last time. It was Arizona State. It was. Oh, it's a uh, rain game here, though. It wasn't the one. Correct. Yeah, they, was, they went to Arizona State in 08. Like eight. Oh, eight, they came. Nine. Arizona returned the trip in uh, 09. Uh, Georgia won in a last-second field goal, twenty to seventeen. Mm-hmm. They haven't I, played in any bowl games since then either. No, mm-hmm. no. There's no. There's very few SEC Pac-12 matchups in bowl games. Now, some people could quibble with it, but it's not the case. They did play at Colorado. Colorado was still in the Big Twelve yeah, in the Big 2010. 12 yeah, yeah. They lost that game. I that mean, was, technically speaking, I mean, if you start playing that, that like their bowl game against Texas was a conference game. Correct. Yeah. So, correct. Yeah. Um, and so on the flip side. The last time, can you tell me the last time Oregon played an SEC school? <clears throat> yeah, didn't they play uh, Auburn? I feel in the like national they championship Auburn. game. Mm-hmm. They did play Auburn in the national championship game. But they played one since then. They played since Probably then. Probably several since then. Um, I was actually, no, I was not. I was at the one, no, they, no, they played Ohio State in the national championship game. They also played Auburn. Oh, oh. Auburn FSU. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was Michael Dyer and yeah, that was the Auburn, Auburn won. Auburn won that game. Yeah. yeah, Oregon was that close. They were close oh, to beating Ohio State. Yeah. Um, that was the first national championship. I assume. I assume you're going to tell us they played. It was 2019. Oh, August 31st, 2019, August in Jerry World, they played against Bo Nix and the Auburn oh, Tigers. Right. Tigers. That's For right. real. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Bo Nix has played his first college game ever was against Oregon. Yeah. I'll be dog. Yeah. So. Nice touch. You want to do fun office pools? Let's do fun office pools. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm excited. So about this is a weird closed out. Then. We're, 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 we're doing, do you have anything else? No. Let's okay, do it. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. That's it. Yeah, by the way, if you have not uh, gotten into fun office pools yet, we do have Hustle. a Thursday night game. Uh, we're currently recording on Tuesday night. Um, 
I will send out the link. There are already 201 people signed up. Awesome. To awesome. Compete. Well, the winner gets some sweet 76 swag. Yeah. Wait, now what is that website? It's the 76, not the number, Will. You have to spell out seven and six. That's a lot of letters. The, all that.com? Dot com. No, the seven six. I, the I seven, thought it was all the words you were saying there, dot com. <laughs> it's the S E V E N S I X X. But if and you actually put a period, not you don't spell dot out. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. And Will, if you hate shipping, and I know you do. I hate shipping. If you'll enter code I, w- don't get me started about handling. <laughs> Aggressive. I hit record again. We've had some trouble with the with the recordings tonight because I, I think I have, my, I have my yeah, turned up I have my microphones. I'm just sitting here drinking and talking. I, I have my microphones turned up just a little too loud, and when it peaks, it just shuts the whole thing down because my computer's a little bit older. So we're back. Um, so we did didn't you, miss anything. I think you need to put your phone in your pocket, me? Tony. Yeah, yeah. This, it's the it's the, the, the it's, your, my phone. it's your Google phone. Yeah. It's my phone. yeah. 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 All right. So Freaking let's do handling. Let's do, uh, yeah. Like, the trick is to hold the reservation, not to. to, to. Go ahead. All right. We'll do fun office pools. Okay. Let's, so we have, we're at 201 now. I'm yeah. excited to see what we'll be at by Thursday. Maybe we'll be at 203. 305. Okay. All right. So, um, like you said, there is a Thursday night game. It's the Backyard Brawl, boys. It is the Backyard Brawl. There, this, is the, this is the West Virginia at Pitt game. It's the first meeting of the Backyard Brawl, which has been played like a hundred times. Yeah, like a hundred. Actually, I wrote it down. It's been, uh, I have to add it up. Uh, Pitt leads the series 61 to 40 and 3. So that's 104. So this will be the 105th meeting. First time in 11 years. They're 75 miles apart. That's why they call it the Backyard Brawl. And it's two former USC quarterbacks, <laughs> JT Daniels versus Keaton Slovis. What and this is what's the what's the line? The line game? of it, I can pull that up in just a I've second. I've got it right here. The line is Pittsburgh by seven and a half. Seven. And yeah, and we're not. We're just picking, um, you know, winners on this. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh seven and a half. I've got. I'm going to ride with JT Daniels in West Virginia on this. I I feel like if he I was actually a little surprised that was the best place he could go. To be entirely honest, not that West Virginia is a bad place because it's not, but the coach is kind of in a perilous situation and needs to win immediately to be able to kind of hang on to his job. I thought Daniels would have a better option than that. I find myself really wanting to go Daniels big all year, so I think he's really good <laughs> and will have the opportunity to show that. But Pittsburgh has got some good stuff going right now, so I'm taking Pittsburgh. Pitt. Pitt for you. And their toilets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh toilets. toilets. Um, All right, then we got Houston at... That's Houston. In in Macon, it is. uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. This is the first meeting between the two schools since 2014. It's their third all-time meeting. And you think Houston and San Antonio are probably like, Backyard brawl, close, like 75 miles. Nope, it's Texas. They're 200 miles apart. Um, and they're considered close to And they're considered close to each other. And Houston's favored by four and a half. I thought that was a weird line. I might put this on there because UTSA was good last year. Maybe if y'all. But they're missing outstanding offensive coordinator Barry Lunny because he is the offensive coordinator for my Illinois Fighting Illini. He is because he, he's also in the running for Tommy DeVito's Godfather. Yeah, because he destroyed Illinois when they played Illinois last year. Ah, right? So, so like people said, how would you come over here? And be Actually, Bert, he and Burke coached together. They did, at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, yeah. Oh, Houston. Yo, Houston, yeah. Oh, Houston. I got him too. I said it the same way y'all did. All right, then you've got the 
we did I never did. Usually every year I do the, what are you doing? Like to a school, going somewhere that shouldn't. North Carolina is making a trip to Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State. This they've played. They've, did you see NC State just signed a similar deal? They're yes. going to do home and home. Yes, that's crazy talk. North Carolina played there or has played. This is the first time they're playing there. They've played uh, App State in 1940, and then 2019 they hosted them, and now they're playing uh, in Boone. There, it's 162 miles apart. It's probably going to take them seven hours to get there because it's like all over the mountains. Oh, I thought you meant all the weed smokers in Boone. That too. Um, funny, interesting story. I almost went to. Appalachian State. I had a roommate. I had a dorm reserved. I didn't know the roommate, but um, shark. To- you had a shark tooth necklace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was listening to Blind Melon. Of course. I mean, yeah. But uh, then I got my acceptance letter to Georgia, and the rest is history. Um, Wait, what, where would you and I be right now, Tony? If he had. If he'd have gone, we'd to. be sitting in his. He'd be walking. What are you doing? My, my, <laughs> yeah. We doing my basement, bro? Why are we in North Carolina? <laughs> Why are you my basement, bro? <laughs> Just no matter what, we were faded. Even if you're like, I'm sorry, I don't literally don't watch Georgia football at all. But we're still in your house in in, uh, in suburban Boone. Thirty thousand foot. Thirty thousand foot. No, it's more like four thousand feet. <laughs> Thirty thousand seat <laughs> stadium. Um, and uh, get in price right now is between about $175 and $200. App State's going to whip that ass, guys. Yeah. I've got them too. Yeah, I'm taking North Carolina. I'm taking North Carolina. You know, you know who uh, North Carolina plays next week? UMass. They're at Georgia State. Yeah, at Georgia State. Is Mac Brown just trying not to Two take flights? Back to back Power Five visits. Wow. <laughs> You mean, I mean G5 visits? To be oh, yeah. fair. Power 5, G5, yeah. To be fair, North Carolina is trying to capture the Atlanta market. They are. They are. And, uh, and they, are to play, they are to play. Well, they play Wake Forest in non-conference games. Play Tech in a non-conference game. They, and they, they, FAMU scored 24 points on them last week. and With a depleted team. They, it, and uh, North Carolina had their top wide receiver and cornerback injured. Yeah. Against FAMU. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking App State. They're, they're a one-and-a-half point underdog. I think that that place is going to be rocking. That it comes on at noon, yeah. so we can dip into that uh, before the Georgia game. I definitely will be uh, tuning that in. North Carolina, Georgia. I would love to go to that. If it wasn't the Georgia home open, that would be a fun yeah. game to go to. Uh, all right, then we got Illinois at Indiana. Illinois is a three-point underdog. Friday, Friday game. game. Friday night. Uh, again, I've yet to find my uh, sh- shout-out to UGA Carey, who I'm just realizing now I forgot to text back. She was saying that she would watch the game with me on Friday. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, I haven't yet to find the Illini place. Uh, and, uh, it's UGA Carey's house, obviously. Yeah. I feel like you're, gonna, you're not going to be in town. Wait, I will be in Atlanta. I will be in Atlanta. Atlanta. We are staying okay. there for the weekend. Taking my kids to the Sundial. Awesome. That's awesome. That'd yeah, be fun. Kind of fun. Yeah. They, they, they eat that far. Fun. You wrote an article about the. Yeah, the, it, doesn't doesn't revolve, it doesn't revolve anymore for reasons that are oh, literally remember, too sad to talk about. I, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but uh, anyway, so, but Bill Connolly's numbers came out today. And Illinois is, he has Illinois favored in this game. I can see that. I'm picking them. Uh, I am. It, uh, for, here's my Tommy DeVito thing. Like mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito is, uh, uh, so I Tommy DeVito's dad is the awesome Jersey football quarterback dad because not only does he literally have a rat tail nice. that goes down to his ass. That's how long his rat tail is. As his wife put it to me, he's like, oh, he like conditions it constantly. 
I don't know if that's a Jersey accent, but that's it was close enough. Yeah, and uh, she was very fun. They were both very fun. But he is very much. He was very irritated throughout the game that that his son was not throwing like fifty five passes. His (laughs) argument, because clearly Illinois, he's barely getting warmed up. And listen, Lunny threw the office coordinator for Illinois threw a ton at UTSA. So I think he definitely wants to throw the ball. But Illinois was playing Wyoming, who they destroyed, and clearly did not want to show too much heading into the Indiana game. His theory throughout was, "No, you gotta make him. You gotta make him stay up all night thinking about what you just did." That was his. <laughs> That's quote. a good accent. <laughs> that was exactly what he said. He's like, he's like, "That's the thing. You show them what you can do, so you show them what they're gonna you're gonna do to them." Which I kind of loved. I, I think it's terrible. I'm, I'm glad you don't talk like that normally. <laughs> I would be. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would be uh, sitting this close to you. But I think it's a terrible strategy, but I loved it. I love that idea. It's a very Jersey guy thing to do, to be like, there's no strategy. Strategy's me running over you. That's not like Trump. Um, anyway, the point is, is that like, um, uh, I, this is a game that if Illinois is what I think they can, it's a huge game for Illinois. Uh-huh. Indiana's it's cl- a swing game. Indiana's clearly on the way down. Like they kind of had their moment and they're kind of on their way down. Illinois clearly is a program that's trying to build its way up and I think has shown clear momentum. They were one game away from a bowl game last year. They, ex, they, while they lost a lot of guys, I think the expectation is if you, they get a bowl game this year, it will feel like a huge success. It's a total pivot game for that because their schedule gets really hard at the end of the year. You have a chance to go 2-0. and I just... I, You're not going to pick them. I will believe Illinois will start out 2-0 and when I say... Because if, if they win Friday, they've got Virginia at home, which for what it's worth, Virginia is not the Virginia that they were last year. They had the unexpected uh, resignation. They've lost a lot of stuff. That's a winnable game for Illinois. And then they've got Chattanooga. There's a non-zero possibility if Illinois wins on Friday night, they will be 4-0. and Ranked in the top 25. Probably not ranked. Probably not ranked. But heading into a game at Wisconsin, Bielema at Wisconsin, 4-0 oh. and heading in. It's very – but you got to be the Indiana. And I think you've got to be the Indiana just because – I'm going to pick Indiana because I just – you know, I just, I just, I don't, but it definitely feels like a game that like if Illinois is doing what I think they are doing and I think with their building tour, uh, it feels like a game you got to win. And you got Illinois? I got Illinois. I do too. I'm, Will, we got, we got your back on this. Thank you. I appreciate it. First, first meeting in five years between Illinois mm-hmm. and Indiana. Yeah. Lots happened. Notre Dame and Ohio State, this is the seventh all-time meeting. That shocked me. I just figured, like, hey, they're kind of both in Big Ten country. They're not far apart. Um, this, is their, this is Notre Dame's first visit to Columbus since 1995. And Notre Dame has not won versus Ohio State since 1936. <laughs> so, Ohio State's favored by 17.5. I think Notre Dame is going to continue to be out of – a win versus Ohio State since 1936. I think the Buckeyes win. Maybe not. I think it's a win to cover. I've floated the idea of Notre Dame still being a potential playoff team this year. I think it sets up well for them, even if they lose this game, which I think they will lose this game. But in a lot of ways, if they keep this game within like 10 points, that is golden for them because then because Ohio State, I think, is claiming something. This is where game day is going to be. Yeah. I think it's, like this is a... Like, listen, I, the, the, the excitement about Freeman, I think, is great, and I think he's going to do a good job. If they keep it within 10, you got to feel like they're 
It's a frustrating thing about Notre Dame, right? Like if they keep it within 10 against a team that's going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're totally set to make the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just kind of keep winning. So uh, I'm picking Ohio State, but I think there's some feistness to Notre Dame. I think Ohio State wins big. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Did you know? And I said uh, game day is going to be there. Do, do you know who the guest picker is for game day this week? Hmm. Um, I'll give you a hint. Industry baby. Oh, uh, Taylor. No, Jack Harlow. Uh, oh, that's uh, it. Jack Harlow's in. No, wait a minute. Industry baby. Wait a minute. That's Lil Nas X. I think Jack Harlow's in the video. Oh, Jack yeah. Harlow's in the video. I think he's in the video. Uh, he's in that. He's on that show. <clears throat> on uh, that's the Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's from Ohio State. Oh, I don't know. No, I thought he's British. No, yeah, he he's is. not British. Uh, he's uh, he American. He is. He's got a British look. He, he does a, have a British look. He definitely has a British yeah. look. There's an interesting YouTube channel. That's a good get. That's a good get. I would yeah, say that's I guess a good so. Get. It's, there's an interesting YouTube channel called Chicken Shop Date. It's based. It's a UK YouTube channel, but he's on it in one of the episodes. He's kind of hilarious. He's really funny. Yeah, people. I people like. He's supposedly very good in that show. It's based off a book by Sally. <clears throat> I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, all right, so we will move along. To there are worse people that you don't know about. Like this, he. This is. I like, just learned. I just learned about young gravy today. Yeah, so. yeah. See, I, I feel like I'm okay not knowing about young gravy. I wish I didn't. I yeah. have no idea. Who I don't really want to know who old gravy is, by the way, because someday I'm old the, gravy. That's or, the thing about being young gravy. Or someday gravy. you're gonna be, you're gonna old, be gravy. old gravy. So be careful of those tattoos you get, young gravy. Also, I'm lumpy gravy. Hmm. I'm lumpy old gravy. No, I disagree. Speaking of gravy, Memphis at Mississippi State. I'm sure, there, I'm sure some gravy will be served uh, at the tailgate. That's my man, the segue is. Mississippi uh, State is so hard because like, I feel like they could either – like Oh, yeah, no. All it's going to be they, is one game where they, they don't remember show. Remember, they're supposed to beat Georgia later yeah, in the yeah, year. Yeah. I'm going to pick Mississippi State, but uh, you never know with those guys. Yeah, I, it feels fine picking Mississippi State. I mean, the hard part is, is like, like if Memphis were – if Memphis – it's funny – if Memphis returned with Justin Fuente, I would like totally pick Memphis yeah. here. But hmm. it, they were not they were not Memphis last year, so give me Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State wins as well. Uh, last year, Memphis beat them in Memphis. It was the first win versus Mississippi State in twelve meetings or twelve previous meetings. They they played forty five times, so uh, they broke a streak. Um, but I think uh, Mike Leach has it for him in Starkville this year. And now we'll move along to an interesting game. Uh, <laughs> Georgia State visits USC Junior. Um, this is the first time meeting of Georgia State and um, South Carolina. You know, there's been some uh, news, or the Carolina mascot has been in the news this <laughs> week. And it was, I'm uh, so glad you brought it, it up. It was released that uh, instead of it being named Sir Big Sir, they went with not the... The name that people voted on by yeah, uh, not resounding not, not the 80%. voting Tony, will you tell me? So, so they they picked the name. They're going to call the rooster the general. He, but the general has to earn. The commander has to earn the title of the general. He has to work his way up to that rank. He will always be the cock commander in my heart. I don't know why they couldn't just put the difference and call him General Cock. <laughs> well, you are a genius. What's the problem? Right. You think you think seven six apparel will have a cock commander T shirt at some point? Oh my god, I would buy all of them. <laughs> oh, but the this is a, I can't this even just talk. General cock, just general. specific. Just, a general, just, just general cock. I have to turn my head around. I'm not putting like a like a like a military designation on it. I'm just saying, you know, general cock. 
I'm just saying it's a wasted <laughs> marketing opportunity, guys. That's all. Yeah. You're texting Chase right now, aren't you? <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sure he's uh, he's on it already. Don't don't text him, General Cock. We have a business relationship with him. We need to keep uh, we need to keep things cool. <laughs> I think I think South Carolina wins. Y- yeah, sure. Or Cock Commander <laughs> wins. General General Cock. Oh oh, that's disgusting. I made it sound dirty, didn't I? It was intentional. Who do you got? South Kakalaki. South Kakalaki. All right, on Sunday, there's... How about the awesome Georgia State beat South Carolina oh, I know. and then beat North Carolina? That would I know. Be incredible. Yeah, back-to-back. <laughs> they, they did beat... Uh, there was another SEC team they, they beat played Tennessee? a couple years ago. They beat Tennessee? Tennessee. That was, that, that was the day the Illinois play, uh, Georgia beat Vanderbilt. That was, that was the, at Georgia, at the Vanderbilt. Mm. I would like to Season relive over. that day. Yeah. 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 That was, I also always remember that Georgia-Vanderbilt game because it was the first time anyone sold beer... An SEC mm. game and Vanderbilt was not prepared. Is there beer in Sanford this year? Like for not common yet. folk? Not yet. I don't think so. I think there's still. It'll be. A, I don't drink much beer, but I would drink it just because I could. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Or if you're with Tommy DeVito's mom. Yeah, I assume she drinks all the beers. She, she drinks. She drinks a lot of beer. Sunday there is a game LSU and FSU. Interesting matchup. It's the first meeting since 1991 when both of them were good. Um, LSU has won the two meetings previously. Uh, this game is p- being played in New Orleans. They're calling it a neutral site. <laughs> but, um, Baton Rouge is a lot closer down I-10 than Tallahassee. Uh, but FSU, for what it's worth, is 1-0 on the season. They beat Duquesne. Duquesne. Uh, I know. Duquesne. Uh, Duquesne last Duquesne. week. And it's the first time they're 1-0 since 2016. <laughs> because of Duquesne. Wow. Yeah, this is kind of a fun Sunday night game. I think this is like a good stakes are low for everyone except for the two fan bases. So you just kind of enjoy whatever team loses is in like a bad place. So like that's my favorite kind of Sunday night. Whatever team loses is just in in a disarray. Shout out to Matthew Leach. Don't want any trouble for Matthew Leach on this one. But uh, I feel like LSU is in worse disarray because Florida State's kind of been going through this for a few years now. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go ahead and pick Florida State in this. I'm huh. horse. Mm. But, but boy, I said, boy, what kind of horse you riding there? Um, that was, name that is was General Cock. That was my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a FSU. Really? God. I figured, y'all, I'm going to take LSU. I think they've, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're basically playing a home game. It'll North Carolina be... is a point and a half favorite at App State. I know. That's crazy talk. Yeah. App State's going to win that game. They'll buy all the points. Then we have a first ever meeting. The Bearcats of Cincinnati get to take their talents down to Fayetteville. Um, and technically, this is the first time Arkansas has ever played a team from Ohio. I think they just figured out where it was. <laughs> it's a big state. They've never played Akron? Nope. Yeah. Dayton? I didn't look that up. Miami? <laughs> I mean, clearly not. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. No, no. But I looked up Miami, Ohio State. Ohio University? Ohio University, I did. <laughs> Um, but Cleveland the, State. Bowling I looked up Green. Kent State. Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Uh, Kent State. Tony. Tony. They have not played a team from Ohio because I didn't Cleveland think about State. Akron or Boy, Dayton. I say, boy, just trust me on this. Trust me. <laughs> and, and Arkansas is going to win. What out here? I haven't had a crawfish today. Uh, I'm actually picking Cincinnati. In this really? Game. I think people are a little too dialed up on Arkansas. Amazing. Suey pig, baby. I don't doubt the Pittman. I like I, I like what Arkansas is doing, but I also think that like it has because they're a competent program and in a better place than they were before. There's this idea that somehow they are a, 
uh, at a higher tier than I'm just not sure. Cincinnati was in the freaking playoff last year. They were. I saw it. Not for long, <laughs> but they were in it. There are two matchups left on yeah, front baby. office pools. Yeah, baby. Come Both on. of them do it. involve do it. a Pac-12 versus SEC game. Mm. And both of them have not played each other since 1977. The first one we're going to talk about is Utah is traveling to Florida. Mm-hmm. The Utes... I wish this was not the same time as Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah, it's disappointing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it isn't. Is it? It's both nighttime games. Oh, no, this is Monday night, right? No, this no, no. Monday no. night's Georgia Tech uh, Clemson. I'm going with my oh, dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How State what? How oh, State Notre Dame. Oh, it's, it starts 30 minutes before. Yeah, so they're, generally, they're both night games. Okay. Yeah, so you got uh, Utah, um, where we established last week, where it's always cold, and they will not be able to handle the heat. And then Tony corrected us, saying, like, it's yes, hot. it's hot right now in Utah. It's more humid. But yeah, yeah, does the humidity roll in and, and wipe the only time? Look, I, you, you hear this a lot from Southeastern Conference teams. It's a wet heat. I have seen the I, I can remember 2005 when Boise State rolled in here in Athens. They were not ready for not only the team they faced against, but just it was just a swampy early season game, and they they were never even in it. Yeah, it's a it's a long way from Boise State to. Defending Pac-12 champion Utah. Um, True. Yeah. I think Utah wins. I, I understand why people want to pick Florida here. Um, I just think Utah's a more proven team. They have a proven coaching staff. I, I, it's not that I don't think the Florida doesn't have talent or that Billy Napier will turn out to be a good coach. I just I just think Utah's a more proven team. Um, and I hope that game, which kicks off 30 minutes earlier than mm. Ohio State Notre Dame, is boring enough for you to flip right over and not even think about going back. I'll put it this way um, I'm picking Utah, but if you're looking for a potential uh, death knell for the Pac 12 conference, mm. how about the idea that, like, the team that is favored to win that conference, that a lot of people are using pick as a sleeper pick to uh-huh. win, to go to the playoff this year? Within the first game for a Florida team that's clearly just now starting to build something, we'd go in and lose that game to a Florida again, a Florida team that no one considers even probably in the top half of the SEC. If you count, if you both count both sides, if if so, barely. Yeah, that is, uh, if you're looking for if you're an SEC, I know it's not fun to root for Florida, but if you are a SEC superiority above all else person, if Florida wins this game. Like, what, what the hell are they even doing over there? You should get that tattoo. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you even doing over there? If Utah is, again, like, you, uh, the athlete did all of their picks, their playoff picks, like, half of them put Utah in there. Now, a lot is then people getting trying to feel cute and trying right. to feel smart. Uh, but certainly, no one picked Florida, for example. So, uh, the idea, if, if, a D, if a Utah on a peak moment can't come in and hit Florida, what is... If not at their lowest, at least at a launching off period, that is that speaks very poorly for Utah in the Pac-12. I'm taking Utah, but look out. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah as well. All right, and then at 3.30 on Saturday, you've got... Oh my God, it's Saturday? <laughs> yeah, did you... Oh, you but not it. in Athens. You're going to be at the Sundial at that point? Yeah, I, I, I wonder gotcha. I was able to get a reservation. Yeah, it's easy enough. Um, so yeah, Georgia, Oregon, like Utah and Florida playing for the first time since 1977. The last time we saw Georgia play, it was for 
all of the marbles, and it was a game for the ages. It was back and forth. It was a thriller. Oregon versus Georgia. My thoughts, I mean, without getting too specific on the – well, I was specific last week, the fact, the fact that Ladd McConkey will score the first touchdown of the season for Georgia. Um, probably slant probably from about the 18-yard line. Stetson gets him down there um, with a few runs and then uh, manages some over the middles to Bowers and rotating between Bowers and Washington back and forth. And then a slant over the middle to uh, – Lad McConkey with a uh, Podlesny uh, extra point leading uh, seven to nothing. But this one is going to get settled in the third quarter. Will mentioned earlier that don't be surprised if Georgia would be down at halftime. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked earlier about how the last two seasons, the first game of the season where they were losing to Arkansas and then they were, uh, what, only up seven nothing to Clemson. I think that Georgia is is tight. I, I still think they're leading at halftime in this game. But um, third quarter, it reminds me of, I think, 2018 South Carolina where they just – it was close at halftime and then they just mashed the gas and it was all she wrote at, uh, at the end of the third quarter. I think Georgia covers the 17-and-a-half and wins 40-11. to 11. I think this is going to be rockier. I think it's going to be rockier, and um, I think Georgia's going to win. I think I don't think it's going to get scary, but I do think there's going to be enough to where you're like, okay, okay, this is not yet anyway last year's team. Um, I can see Bennett making a couple mistakes. I can see him making a big play to offset those mistakes, and uh, and ultimately not being too terrified. But I also this does not feel like a game where Georgia scores a ton of points for me. I feel obliged to point out, if you were to go back, and please don't do this, I'll go back and listen to the preview po- podcast for last year's Georgia-Clemson game. I think I picked a high-scoring game, <laughs> which is not what happened. So keep that in mind as we get into this. But it, this does not feel like a high-scoring game to me. This feels this feels a little bit more like actually what the Clemson-Georgia game plan turned out to be, which is war of attrition, Georgia's got the depth uh, advantage over them, and... If Bennett can avoid mistakes, I think that I can see a Bennett mistake or two. I don't think it will be so costly that it will hurt them, but I because I don't think Oregon's offense is going to be able to do that much. But I'm not sure Georgia's offense is going to explode. I'm going to take Georgia 23, Oregon 10. Um, yeah, so I think there are, I think we are in for some surprises in this game. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about where some of them could come from earlier. Um, you know, and I think there are, um, I think there are places where Kirby and the team could pull out some stops that we wouldn't expect. Um, so I'm going to record saying that we will, uh, we'll show up in black jerseys mm. and, um, that will be create an atmosphere that will do absolutely nothing for Georgia, and uh, it will be extremely close to the point where Georgia Twitter will be losing their minds at halftime. Uh, that being said, I think if, if you listen to this far in this podcast, you know that I think our depth will pay off. Um, you know, I'm to to not not be specific. I won't I won't name out. I won't chart out the first drive like Scott did. Uh, but I think uh, because I, I said Brock Bowers is going to score a touchdown on a pass on on the start of the season, uh, I still believe that will be the case. But it doesn't surprise me this game seven seven or something like that at halftime. Um, I just think Georgia's um, Georgia's ability to scheme around what other teams are doing, uh, what we saw 
what we saw really in all the games except for the SEC championship game last year. Stands, I'm mocking figures out something. I'm not even going to try to say which, which Munkin it is. Uh, which Munkin is it? I don't really remember now. General Cock General Munson. Cock Munkin. Um, Munson. I said Munson. <laughs> it's fine. He also deserves that title. <laughs> um, the uh, I think Georgia does not cover, but, but but barely doesn't cover, wins the game 34 to, to 17. All right. And now we get to go watch a football game on Saturday. We can watch one on Thursday, man. <laughs> yeah, but the Georgia one on Saturday. Scott's Scott's researching his ass off right now, trying well, to figure out whether this black jersey is going to be worn. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't expecting you to be the jersey, uh, make the jersey. Pitch. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. Yeah, I have um, no idea whether we're going to wear black jerseys or not. I just thought that I was like, you know what, that'd, that'd be a fun. I, let's do I, that. You know, I, they they've done Logan Booker put something up on Twitter today because somebody had tweeted something out about Oregon with their green jerseys and Georgia showed red Champ Bailey jersey, which I don't think they're going to throw it back to the Donnan years. Um, oh, they're, but, they're going back to black numbers. Well, I know they're going back to black numbers, but it was like the, the it looked like the the jerseys we wore for practice in, in high school um, okay. with the holes in it. Oh, I see. You know, like tearaway type jerseys. But I don't know. Nothing would surprise me. I think, I think Georgia's going to wear red. And I think Oregon's going to wear green. I think it's going to be like, you know, how UCLA and USC always will wear the home jerseys. The home yeah. jerseys. I think it'll be something like that. I'd be surprised and happy if they wear black jerseys. But I just think that they're going to keep it close to the vest on that. No, well, no fake juice. Yeah, I'm on, the, I'm on the record saying I don't really care about jerseys as long as you don't wear those abysmal Nike things we wore against um, Boise State and what year was that? That'll never happen. 11. 11. That, I feel comfortable saying that will never yeah. happen. Yeah, that will never happen. Yeah. Um, but we did. We did, did, get, did Logan really post something about that? Because I was just trying to be funny. Huh? Yeah, okay. earlier today. Yeah. Um, so we got another uh, question via, and I'm, I'm going to end it with this um, from Will Robinson. Yeah. Uh, out in Seattle. Seattle. Okay, I didn't put that together last week, but he sent another question. This is good. He said, um, you suited up and played for the dogs against Oregon. As part of the postgame celebration, you got to trade jerseys with a duck. From the options listed here, which version of the Oregon jersey do you want? Go dogs, Will, and Seattle. He says, P.S. Scott, you owe me De Palma's breadsticks for me asking this question. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Um, I looked, and I think without a doubt, uh, there's about 20 jerseys listed. You can probably conjure up at least four or five uh, hundred of them uh, of them in your mind but i would have to pick the 1994 throwbacks that they wore because with the, the with the o and the duck on the helmet with the o yeah. with the o on the helmet so it's a it's a lesser it's a more kelly green yeah. than uh some of that dark uh, mean green stuff that they wear now back when uh rich brooks was uh mm-hmm. their head coach when they kind of when they became good yeah. um because that's when i remember paying attention to oregon football i think they're they're look Here's the thing. I don't like Maryland's jerseys and what they do with their helmet. I don't like what some of these schools like Kentucky and Western Kentucky do with their mirror helmets. I I respect what Oregon does. I think they're the OG in, in changing uh, and they've got, uniforms. And they've got, they've got license to do weird stuff because they kind of started this. Yeah, no. And right. so they're, they're the originals. So I like really all their uniforms. They, they roll out. But I would, I would want the 1994 throwback. As long as it's not a highlighter jersey and it has Dennis Dixon on, I'm fine. Yeah, certainly when they look like glow sticks. The basketball team often looks like glow sticks. Oh, yeah, the football. The football, I think, generally you can pull it off. The basketball often no. looks pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and their 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 court looks terrible yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Well, we did a show, guys. We previewed the game. Last time we previewed a game, I don't remember what happened afterward, but I feel like it was boring. nothing important. Um, otherwise, uh, hey, so um, um, I'll be out there at the game. So look for me. I'll be uh, I'll be kicking. 
<laughs> yeah, if you have fun, if you see me around the lake, uh, yeah. bring bourbon by, I bring, guess. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, the way yeah, to do it. I think the right thing to do. Otherwise, it is very exciting to be back out there again. I'm, uh, I'm curious to see how all this turns out. Uh, until then, hey, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We will be back with our post-game show, I guess, on Sunday, um, following the Georgia-Oregon game. So uh, make sure to tune us in there. Um, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube channel, listen to me. Subscribe to our podcast. We have a YouTube channel. It's just not updated. Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to follow us on social media, especially Twitter. Tony and I will be active on that this weekend during the game, uh, despite... Will's objections uh, for Georgia Twitter. And, um, and yeah, go ahead and follow 7-6 uh, Apparel, spelled out. Just I'm not going to spell it for you. That's what they are on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, links will be in the show notes of this episode. And, uh, yeah, we get to see you on campus next Saturday when uh, the dogs take on the Samford Bulldogs. But until then, as always, go dogs. Are your kids running cattle through the upstairs? Yeah. What's going on? They walk heavy. Yeah. (laughs) They walk big.